Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Hi. Again. <laughs> this is the Out of Your Mind podcast where we talk about psychology and stuff. And if you're not into psychology and stuff, you should probably stop listening now because that's all we talk about. <laughs> I actually should probably keep listening so that we can get like more listeners and get more people interested in psychology. Yeah. Um, so I am one of your hosts. My name is Chandler. And I'm Sarah. And Sarah, Chandler. what do you think we're going to talk about today? Or what do you think you, mm. you already know? Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about over-apologetic people. Ooh, and why are we going to be talking about over-apologetic people? Well, um, well actually, do you want to share this story? Because it kind of started with your roommate, right? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so basically, um, my roommate, John, who uh, is awesome... <laughs> hey John, uh, John is, uh, uh, you know, I just have a recording of it, so why don't I just start with that? All right, hey John, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. So, uh, so you had a question for us this week? I did. Um, my question was about the, uh, well, it was about people who maybe in their relationships with others. Um seem to uh, up be apologizing more than necessary, or to maybe be like hyper-apologetic, or just overly apologetic, sometimes when it doesn't really seem necessary, or, mm -hmm. and uh, what behavior like that might tell us about the psychology of the, or like the, the psyche or the personality of the individual who's doing the apologizing. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so uh, that was John's question. He had a, he was just like, yeah, I think, uh, I was wondering about people who apologize too much. Mm -hmm. um, so first off, Sarah, do you want to kind of give a little bit of context about this or anything like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, because I guess I would consider myself um, someone who apologizes a lot, I guess, and not really intentionally. It's not like I'm like going out of my way to be like, I'm so sorry, you know? It's just, mm -hmm. it happens kind of naturally sometimes. And I kind of feel like it's just... I think it's, like, more of me, like, trying to be polite. Like, I never want to, like, step on anybody's toes or, you know, mm -hmm. like, be in someone's way. So I guess that's my way of saying, like, oh, like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't mean to, I don't know, just be rude. And, and how, do, how do you think people who are, like, apologizing all the time, how do you think that makes other people feel? Um, or how I've, do you think other people well, I feel like other people find it annoying, which is kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of funny because you think that you're being polite by apologizing, but then really you're getting on someone's nerves by doing it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, actually, I asked my friend Audrey how she felt about this, and um, I kind of wanted to share how she felt. So here's what Audrey had to say about it. I think that it can be irritating at times. I feel like it can be unnecessary. And don't enjoy it very much but I often find myself doing it so I, I fall victim to this annoyance unfortunately what do you think is um, I guess like kind of driving this behavior like what do you think is going through people's heads when they um, I guess are apologizing for either for no reason or they're just apologizing like even when they don't need to that's a good question um, Maybe because they don't want to offend people in some sort of way and they think they have, or maybe it's just a habit that's formed and they can't seem to break it. 
Alright, and sorry for all the background noise. We were in a restaurant at yeah. the time. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah oh. out, out at the bars, you know, partying and doing Look, work at the same time. There I did it. I just apologized. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. No, I'm just kidding. You, you probably weren't just partying at the bars. Either. <laughs> yeah, but I, <laughs> I was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally, totally kidding, guys. I was not at the bars. Um, but yeah, so like kind of going off of what Audrey said, um, I, I feel like I'm the same way in the sense that like you know I apologize even though you know like people find it annoying and like I guess like I mean sometimes I find it find it annoying too but for the most part I feel like it's not like intentional you know what I mean yeah what do you think of it uh well I think that well I Mm, I don't think it's intentional most of the time. And mm-hmm. I say most of the time, and that's kind of giving you guys a little, like, sneak peek into the kind of, uh, to the kinds of s- stuff that I kind of found about this subject this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that most of the time it's not very intentional and that people kind of just don't want to make each other mad, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, what matters more than what I think... <laughs> What? It matters what John thought about the subject because John is a superstar. Not only did he have the topic for us, but he had uh, he kind of gave me a place to start my research this week. So this is kind of John's hypothesis about um, people who apologize too much. Well, my, you know, obviously I'm not educated in <laughs> in psychology, but my theory was that um, the uh, apologizer might use that as a device to make the other person kind of feel like they're an aggressor mm-hmm. in the relationship, you know? Like if you and I were friends, which we are, and I, <laughs> and, I, and I was just constantly like, oh, like I'm sorry that this happened or whatever, before um, you even had a chance to like say anything, or maybe if you didn't even think there was an issue, then maybe it would uh, sort of create this this uh, atmosphere in our relationship where, like, I'm constantly afraid of being reprimanded by you, mm-hmm. and maybe, even though, like, that's not the way you are, I could maybe make you feel like you are uh, sort of hostile to me in some way okay. by constantly apologizing. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know why someone would do that. Yeah, so, I don't know why someone would do that either, but, uh... Well, maybe I do. Who knows? What? Let's see what I found this week. <laughs> um, but, so that was a kind of interesting thing. What do you kind of think about that so far, Sarah? Apologizing to make someone else feel like they're an aggressor in the relationship. Well, I I wouldn't have never thought of it that way, but mm. in a way it kind of makes sense, you know? Because, um, I don't know, like, if you look at it from like, I guess your motivation for apologizing or your reasons behind it, um, I could see how it could be, like, not as innocent intentions, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, like, it kind of took me a little while to get to that point because when he said that the first time, because when he was telling me on this recording, it wasn't the first time that I heard it. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he was asking me that the first time, I was kind of like, "Mm, plausible but not probable. Yeah, because it kind of goes against your, like, gut instinct to think that way, you Yeah, know? well, kind of, because to, I feel like making someone feel like they're an aggressor kind of to kind of control their behavior is kind of, I feel like, what he's getting at, but mm. 
I don't know, in a sense, that's, like, a really aggressive thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, a really almost, like, malicious thing to do. But honestly, like, the act of apologizing to me has so much innate, like, non malicious intent that Mm -hmm. it just didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah you know i did find some stuff this week that was really interesting uh so let's kind of jump right into it first i kind of i i did a little bit of research um and the first study that i found uh that i don't remember the name of the people who did the study but it's okay because it's going to be cited in apa in the (laughs) description um (laughs) They did a study basically about uh, the temperament of people and how people will judge others based off of their um, their temperament. So what they did, uh, they got like um, something like 60 women, um, and there is an experimenter and a confederate. And so for those of you who don't know what a confederate is and their experiments, Sarah, do you want to explain? Sure. Um, a confederate is someone that's um, kind of like an actor in a sense it's mm-hmm. like that's putting it in like really simple terms but um basically they're working you know to um i guess what's the word deceive um the participant yeah. in a way so so like in all of those like you know those social experiment videos on <laughs> youtube which which upset me when they say social experiment when it's really just a an excuse to mess with people mm-hmm. but those people who are doing that are not experimenters they're technically confederates because they're acting out a certain role Mm -hmm. Um, and oh i think one thing that's like really important to note too about confederates is in the end they get debriefed the participants Mm -hmm. so even though they are deceiving them in this experiment like whatever you know the confederate is doing in the end they explain to them um you know the whole purpose of the study so it's nothing that's like ethically wrong you know thank you (laughs) yeah um so there was an experimenter role and there was a confederate and basically what these women did, they would come in because they were supposed to do an experiment, and the experimenter would say, um, okay, go wait in that room over there with my partner, um, and we'll come and get you soon. And they were like, oh, okay, cool. Um, and then in, in uh, some conditions, the women were told that it was very important to stay in that room until they were gotten. And then in other conditions, they weren't told that. So they may have thought it would be okay to leave the room, but it was kind of up to them whether or not they thought it was okay to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Doesn't end up being a completely important for what I'm trying to get at, but that that was the experiment. Um, but when they got into the room with a confederate, the confederate would be on the phone, and they would be in the middle of a very important phone call, and basically the confederate would ask the woman to come who came into the room to leave. Um, but they, they did it in, uh, I think, three or four different ways. Yeah, it was three different ways. Um, their base phrase was, I'd appreciate it if you'd wait outside. Um, and so the first condition was unelaborated, which was supposed to be assertive. So you walk into the room, I'm on a phone call, and I'd say, oh, hey, I'd appreciate it if you wait outside while I'm finishing up this phone call. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, okay. Um, or you wouldn't be because you thought you had to stay in the room. <laughs> um, the second condition was uh, preceded by the words, I'm sorry, I feel bad about having to ask you this but I'd really appreciate it if you wait outside while I finish this phone call. So that was the apologetic condition, mm-hmm. um, which is what we're interested in. And then finally, there was the, um, can't you see I'm on the phone? I'd appreciate it if you wait outside while I finish this call, which was the aggressive condition. Um, and so what was found was that the women in the condition the the women who went walked into the room in the aggressive condition always 
basically almost always judge the aggressive person mm-hmm. h- more harshly and more unfavorably. Yeah, um, that makes sense because, I mean, it's like they're kind of rude to you, you know? Yeah, which, it, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's kind of like a, I mean, it's not a no-brainer. You can't say it's a no-brainer, but it's kind of, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then we found that the apologetic condition didn't significantly differ from the assertive condition. So, that in a sense says that, um, like, people didn't necessarily feel, well, it, it, it says one of two things. It says either that people didn't necessarily feel um, bad about walking into this phone conversation and they didn't feel like, oh, it, like, they felt that that person had the right to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they all, it also, or it might say that, like, whether you're apologetic or assertive, people will kind of get your message, but as long as you're not being aggressive about it, people will kind of accept that message. Mm-hmm. Um, because those two groups performed similarly, but they were viewed more, definitely more favorably than the aggressive person. The aggressive person's like a four, and like the non-aggressive people are like a seven or an eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, very, very, very simple results of that study. So don't definitely, like, don't quote me on exactly how this went, because I summarized it like like that experiment was like 10 pages and this this is like literally like three sentences that I wrote on it so <laughs> I think you explained it perfectly so how do you how do you feel about that so far um I thought it was interesting because I, I thought it was interesting that they didn't um like see the apologetic people as like any more favor favorable than the assertive people because um I don't know you would think that like they would think oh you know like they're really like caring about like how I'm feeling about this situation you know like they're like saying like oh I'm so sorry like I don't want to you know like I hate to ask this of you so you would think that like they would like kind of view the person on the phone as like going out of their way to make sure they're comfortable but they didn't really like view them any more favorably you know yeah exactly and so then in that sense it to me if I'm around someone, if I'm one of these women and I'm around someone who's, like, apologizing a lot mm-hmm. or something, um, I don't, like, like, it, it seems like, it seems like maybe they didn't even care whether or not that person apologized, just they cared about the tone in which they were asked to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Because if I say, I'm, so, I'm like, I'm sorry, can you leave the room really quick, I'm trying to finish a phone call, or... Could you leave the room really quick? I'm trying to leave, I'm trying to finish up a phone call. Those are both questions, mm-hmm. and maybe because we hear apologies so often, mm-hmm. we're primed to not even hear the, "I'm sorry." Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that too. Cause, yeah, it it is kind of like, I mean, like I said earlier, like I just like did it without thinking about it, you mm-hmm. know. So maybe people are just like not even like reading those signs anymore. So yeah. then, in your opinion, based off of like that breakdown of this study, that very like that breakdown that we took very many liberties with this study to like kind of mm-hmm. get to that conclusion. Do you think that apologizing too much can make someone else feel like an aggressor and you can kind of control their, based off of just what we talked about? Huh. Um, I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's hard to tell based on one study, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. yeah. I think that if I were asked that question, I would have to say that that would be not very... It wouldn't be a very valid explanation of why someone apologizes too much. Mm-hmm. Because, like we said, like, it might be someone's primed to hear I'm sorry so often that, like, when they hear it, it kind of falls upon deaf ears. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, 
to me that that doesn't make a lot of sense but like you said it's one study i actually have one more and like one more treat <laughs> uh treat that was a weird way of saying that i have one more th- i have two more things basically to talk about um but the other study I had, also uh, by people whose names I forgot, link in the, uh, not link, but uh, citation in the description, um, I basically just, um, I, I'm going to read like one of the sentences, or a couple of the sentences out loud, but basically what this study was, a little bit more elaborate than the last one, um, there were, um, so they went to like a school. And they did, like, first grade through, like, seventh grade um, kind of thing. Like, not every single year, but, like, they did, like, maybe, like, first, fourth, fifth, and seventh or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had uh, people uh, be transgressors, um, which is, like, a really, like, weird thing to say. But basically, they're going to, like, kind of commit some sort of act against someone. Not necessarily an act of violence, but, like, some sort of act, like, maybe bumping into somebody Mm -hmm. or... Or like taking someone's food or whatever it might be. Who knows? It I I didn't completely. Not gonna lie, I didn't really read the entire thing, so I don't know exactly. No worries, we get the picture. They yeah. did something. I, you to know, someone. I read the discussion. I read <laughs> I read the results in the discussion in the the intro. Um, but yeah, so they did something to these to these kids, and sometimes they would do it. There was four different conditions. There was like the one where they would they would do something that would be perceived by accident and they wouldn't apologize. Mm-hmm. They'd do something by accident and they would apologize. They'd do something on purpose and would not apologize. And they did something on purpose and would not apologize. Or would apologize. Or, yeah. 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 <laughs> so there's like on purpose and not on purpose. And then there was apologizing and not apologizing. So there was four different conditions. Mm-hmm. And then there was like different levels of each of those. So it was really elaborate. Um, but what they found was that... Um, well, what they would have these kids do would, they would have those kids judge that person based off of that. So they would like have them like say like, how good of a person is this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, they would also say, does this person deserve a punishment? Um, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody who had like a serious intentional act without apologizing was judged very harshly and was also like deemed worthy of a punishment essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was actually a little bit of difference between groups. Seven, like people, fourth, fifth, and seventh grade, or something like that. The the three upper levels, uh, were definitely like anytime someone apologized, that person was viewed more favorably. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes, um, like the person who did something by accident and did and apologized, deserved no punishment, and the accidental person did not deserve a punishment. The only one who really deserved a punishment in their eyes was the intentional, non-apologetic person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference was that in first grade, no, like they would view the person just as favorably or non-favorably as like the older kids. Mm-hmm. But they always wanted a punishment, which was interesting. Which might be like a thing that can spark an entire like another discussion. <laughs> but. Um, that study shows that apologizing does make someone a little bit more favorable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so, but what was interesting is that, like, even though it made them more favorable for kids, it didn't make them less guilty. Yeah. Um, and so, what do you think about that? I, well, I, I kind of feel like, well, the way I'm justifying it is that when kids do something wrong, 
their parents are always saying like no and then they punish the kids you know Mm -hmm. to like kind of teach them a lesson so I'm wondering if maybe the kids like view that as like how things should always be whenever someone does something wrong so maybe that's why they think that like you know the like person who committed that act against them like that transgression they deserve punishment because like if the kids were in that situation they would get punishment but then on the other hand too like I kind of feel like the older kids because they're able to reason more like they think oh you know it was on accident so like if I were in that situation like I wouldn't want to get punished so I don't know it's kind of hard to tell (laughs) but like it kind of seems to me like the older that you get when you apologize, like, if you're, like, a young kid and you get apologized to, mm-hmm. um, you you don't feel any, like, your internal, like, your internal feelings about that person mm-hmm. do not change, yeah. you know? Um, or, like, your internal, like, what that person deserves kind of does not change. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, like, your internal feelings of, like, how you do that person what that person deserves kind of do change so does that also mean that like if you're apologized to you're more likely to like check yourself and say like does this person deserve that or like you know what I mean yeah I get you and kind of like in the context of someone who's apologizing too much if you're hearing in contrast to the last study if you're hearing like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry over and over and over again are you more likely to introspect and find what you're what you're doing wrong or or try to find necessarily a way to like not treat that person like less or de- or like not quote unquote punish that person a little bit more. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Does does it does it really? A little bit, yeah. Are you sure? I was following and then I kind of got a little bit <laughs> lost, but yeah, I think I got most of it. <laughs> yeah, basically, um, if someone is apologizing to you so much that essentially you look inside yourself and say, I kind of need to treat that person differently, mm-hmm. essentially. Because the older kids, when they were apologized to, were basically saying, yeah, I need to treat that person differently than punishing them. Mm-hmm. So that's like treating them differently. So maybe as adults, if we're apologized to a lot, we think, oh, I need to treat this person differently. And maybe not in the sense of punishment, mm-hmm. but in the sense of like how we're treating them. In, the, in that case, they were treating them with a punishment or not. Mm-hmm. The, in our case, we might you know, be nicer to them so we feel like we're not transgressing against them as much. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but the last thing that I have, uh, there's a specific professor at Long Beach State. His name is Martin Fiebert. He teaches um, intro to clinical psychology. He also teaches a clinical interviewing class. And he also does, like, like some research at the institute as well. Did I say institute? Yeah. Are we did. an institute? <laughs> um, institution. Yeah, university. We're an institution. Institution. Yeah. Let's go with I don't that. Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he's also been a professor of mine for the last couple of semesters. He's a clinical psychologist. So I thought, hey, maybe he'll have something to say about this. Um, so I went to his office and he gave me uh, this quote. So then on the on the individual psychological level. Uh, if somebody is overly apologetic, that it may hide behind their apology, may hide some anger and aggression. And that's what one as a psychologist might say, that they're sort of compensating for their uh, you know, in, inside annoyance or rage 
and then they go publicly to um, be more, I don't know, pleasant or undo what what they're feeling inside. So those are those are some of my thoughts. Because he was wondering if there could be some sort of like possible like ulterior motive to like making like if like apologizing very often maybe to like kind of make another person in a relationship feel like that they're the aggressor. Well, it, it, the person who's apologizing is um, putting the other person in a position of power, mm -hmm. you know, saying, oh, I, I'm sorry, and, you know, I didn't mean to offend you, uh, meaning that I'm insensitive and you're, you know, um, a victim here. Mm -hmm. So, yes. So, if they do that a lot, then the person who's been apologized to may feel like they have to compensate, you know, sort of respond to that and, and make amends in some way. They're beholden a little bit to okay. the person. Okay. Yeah. So, that, that's part of the individual psychology stuff that's going on. And so, that was, that was like, interesting because he, in a way, kind of... Uh, like supported John's uh, hypothesis about kind of um, kind of it, 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 yeah, about, about I, why can't As I not an talk right now? <laughs> thank you yeah. um, but the, the, the thing I really wanted to address in that was um, his, his saying um, by apologizing you're putting the other person in a position of power mm -hmm. um and that was a really interesting thing to me um, because we're, we're learning a specific type of therapy right now in that class um, and sometimes people kind of talk on and on and on and we're supposed to, you know, interrupt them and kind of uh, let them know what we're hearing and, and kind of uh, rebuttal and whatnot. Um, and so one of the girls in my group uh, kind of, um, by interrupting, she said, I'm sorry for interrupting, but um, this is what I'm hearing. Um, and then our facilitator said, you know, in this, in this specific form of therapy, you never want to apologize, like, at all. Huh. Because you're putting that, and that triggered the thought, because she said that trigger, that makes the other person, like, your client, feel mm -hmm. at power in the situation, and feel that you did them wrong in some, some way. Mm -hmm. And because they're in power, they can choose to, basically, any progress you're getting done with them, if they choose to, you know take that position of power and say like this person's a transgressor against me a lot of progress that you're going to be making with that person can get lost mm. um which is why in that version of therapy you want to be on an equal level with the other person um so that was like a really interesting thing yeah that is interesting because then it's like <laughs> i kind of feel like in a in a way like this is like a little exaggerated but like you know like when you're saying sorry like i just imagine someone like groveling and being like i'm not worthy like please forgive me you know? like, <laughs> that's just like that's how you put them like up in this like position you know and yeah i don't know it i i hadn't thought of it th that way until i heard the recording but um yeah it's it's an interesting perspective to take because like I said, you know, like, we, we think of it as this innocent thing and, like, you know, like, usually not intentional, but then um, in the end, like, it, it does have, like, an effect, you know? Like, it mm. does, like, create this kind of imbalance between people. Definitely. And, I mean, an, another thing that he touches on is about, like, gender differences and, like, cultural differences mm. of apologizing. And, and, honestly, we can probably talk about this forever, but... <laughs> What are, do you have any? Do you have any other like, I guess, final thoughts about um, people who apologize too much, menaces, 
malicious intent <laughs> meatheads um well <laughs> i i really like this discussion because it kind of opened up my eyes to a si- like a like a side of um, apologizing that i would have never thought of and i think that's like the whole purpose of our podcast is to you know like to get people to think about things and mm-hmm. discuss things so that we can learn a little bit more about like why people do what they do and like I don't know, like the consequences of actions and stuff like that. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think my final thoughts would have to be, uh, I definitely am thinking about it differently now too. Um, I don't think I'm going to be going around thinking about it all the time if I'm apologized to. But I think maybe um, making my apologies a little bit more um, directed and intent. In, yeah. In, 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 in intentional. Intentional. There we go. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I oh man, it's been it's been a long week, <laughs> um, and we both just got off of work, so <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, a little bit more intentional, um, because I think that just like anything, uh, your words can be very misconstrued depending on the context, and if you're apologizing a little too much, sometimes maybe you might be having an effect on a person that you don't really mean to have. You yeah. know what I mean? I and, think. Oh, yeah. I think like if you are going to apologize, just be sincere about it. And I think I think the thing for me about apologizing is that if someone's apologizing to me, I'd rather see action than words. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. because I guess that's the thing that annoys people the most is like you keep saying like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And it's like, well, if you're saying it so much, then, you know, show me. Yeah. So like so and so like, for example, when you text me that you're downstairs at my apartment complex and I have to come let you in and I don't come down for like five or six minutes, Mm -hmm. instead of saying sorry, I should bring you like a box of chocolates. Yeah, exactly. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I think, do you have anything else to say? Mm, I I think we're good. Awesome. Well, we want to first thank you guys for listening to the Out of Your Mind podcast. Um, We have some special thanks this week. Yeah. Uh, who we have to thank? Uh, we'd like to thank Audrey for um, being featured on our show. Mm-hmm. We want to thank John as well for giving us our topic this week and letting us record yeah. him asking his question to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank Marty Fiebert for uh, being recorded on this episode as well and giving some context and also for being a pretty awesome professor and uh, I, he's one of my favorite professors that I've ever had. So, oh. um, so that's pretty awesome. And we want to thank you guys <laughs> yeah but we also you know who else we want to thank we want to thank jake abernathy for making this awesome outro music that you guys are listening to right now he composed this in a in a couple days for me just because i asked him to so thank you a lot jake mm-hmm. we also want to thank uh my other roommate nicole because she made the out of your mind logo album cover podcast art i don't know what you want to call it that, uh, that sounded perfect. It was a mouthful, but... <laughs> yeah, she, she made she made um, that logo that you guys are looking at right now because you, you're definitely just staring at that logo while you're listening to oh, this yeah. podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, lastly, we want to thank all of you guys. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at OIM49 and email us at outofyourmind49 at gmail.com. Ask us those questions. Uh, listen to this on SoundCloud and iTunes. Leave us a rate and review on iTunes if you'd like to. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. All right, take us out, Sarah. All right, have a great week, everyone. Bye. <laughs>